teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor for the privilege of coming into your presence. Father, give utterance in the name of Jesus. Give understanding, Lord. Let there be miracles, Lord. Let there be deliverance of Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Let there be healing of bodies in the name of Jesus. In the bone marrows, in the hearts, in the organs of the bodies. Father, let there be miraculous healings. Father, let there be salvation of souls. Let there be breakthroughs in the areas of struggles. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First scripture again today, we want to start from the same scripture we started with on Thursday, Mark 11, 20 through 24. It says, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Hallelujah. Verse 24. It says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Hallelujah. I want to tag this one. Whoever will receive whatever. I pulled up from verse 23. For surely I say to you, Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, will have whatever he says. So, filling ourselves into the context of this scripture, like we told ourselves on Thursday, he was coming from Bethany to Jerusalem. And by the time they got into Jerusalem, the Bible said he was hungry. And then looking up, he saw a fig tree from afar. And he walked towards the fig tree. Happily, if he will find some figs. But when he got there, the Bible says there was no fig on it. So Jesus said something. He spoke to the tree and said, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. But you see, we're told that the season for figs was not. And like we said on Thursday, for an agrarian culture and in an agrarian society, of course, we know when there's a season for this fruit and this season for... So they knew that it was in season for the fruit. So Jesus didn't find fruit. But he decided to say something. So did he know he would not find fruits? I think he knew. Was it that he was disappointed? I don't think so. But as we go on, you'll understand fully what happened. Now, verse 20 says, The following morning, as they were walking past the same route, Peter looked towards the tree. I mean, if nobody will remember, Peter will remember. What a great heart. 
and he saw that maybe probably just trying to see that oh, so nobody will ever eat out of this tree again probably that was what he was just trying to do but to his amazement the tree had dried up can i declare in the name of jesus whatever he's tormenting you whatever he's disturbing you whatever is not of god in your system i command it as it dry now in the name of jesus now jesus apparently just spoke casually as far as the disciples were concerned i mean he has spoken many words many times to many people about many things so this was just one of such occasions but when peter called his attention to it and said the fig tree which you cursed has withered away then jesus said something he said have faith in god hallelujah i would like us to look at this in some other versions of the bible the tpt version has this to say in the morning they passed by the fig tree that jesus spoke to and it was completely withered from the roots up peter remember said to him teacher look that's the fig tree you cursed it's now all shriveled up and dead hallelujah then jesus replied let the faith of god be in you remember in the king james says have faith in god but the tpt is bringing it out in a way that we can better understand it so let the faith of god be in you great teachers of faith like kenny hagin of blessed memory and of course a lot of them they brought it out to make us understand clearly that what literally the bible was saying there is have the god kind of faith be in possession of the god kind of faith the faith of god be in you now what does that tell us the whole drama was to give occasion for this teaching and this teaching will be better understood with a demonstration of faith and so what seemed casual is now a great lesson for life did you hear me yes a great lesson for life no fruit let no one ever eat fruit of thee again ever again and they heard and he walked away by the following morning it has come to pass as a matter of fact it came to pass the moment he said it but the manifestation was not until the following morning when they began to see it and so jesus said let the faith of god be in you now how do i bring it to what i want to say he said it he says listen to the truth now i'm reading the tipity so i speak to you if someone says to this mountain with great faith and have no doubt mountain be lifted up and be thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that what he says will happen it will be done now the new king james says if you say to this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and you have no doubt in your heart but believes that what you say will come to pass you have what you say i'm again stressing that whoever can have whatever did you hear that jesus was teaching here i was teaching faith remember and the line that is really jumping out at me from his teaching here is whoever can have whatever on the planet earth hallelujah but to really make it clear can we concentrate first on the whoever this whoever cannot have it except as he has said it so in other words what we say on earth is very important look at it if you say to this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and you don't have a doubt in your heart but believes that those things he says will be done you will have whatever you say hallelujah that's it if you say and you have no doubt in your heart but believe that what you say will come to pass 
you have what you say. Like Kenny Hagin would put it, the whole thing is about saying here. So you see, the whoever is the one who is saying. The whoever is what he is saying. If the whoever will not say, he will not have. Talking about saying, the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 11, that the mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Now get it. So whether we are getting life for life or violence for life depends on our mouth. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it we eat its fruit so those who love it we eat the fruit of either death or life from their tongue if the tongue is saying death all right if the tongue is saying life all right but what i'm saying is this this woman must be saying something and what you say is very very important what you say will determine life or death glory be to god in the highest Proverbs 12, 13 and 14. It says, The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. I mean, he binds himself by the transgression of his lips. But the righteous will come through trouble. I mean, he's delivered through his lips. Look at verse 14. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruits of his mouth. And the recompense of a man's hand will be rendered to him. And so you begin to see that the whole of a man's life... Is defined by what he says, by his words, by his tongue. Proverbs chapter 12, 19 says, The truthful lip shall be established forever. I mean established forever. You will live a legacy by what you say constantly. Because what you say will inform what you do. But a lying tongue is bad for a moment. It doesn't last. Glory be to God in the highest. The book of James in chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, It says, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boast great things. You see, see how great a forest a little fire can kindle. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defies the whole body and sets on fire the curse of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. What are we saying? One's tongue can destroy one's life. One's tongue can liberate one. Going back to where we started from, whoever says to this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and does not have a doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will come to pass he will have it so whoever will have what he says provided he believes it I wish you never be casual I'm just talking about the whoever now the whoever says but it is what he says that he believes he says whoever says to this mountain be thou cast into the sea and does not have a doubt in his heart in his heart in his heart but believes with his heart that what he says will come to pass he will have what he says now what's a mountain in this wise physically speaking most mountains come from the crust of the earth they have their root right into the crust of the earth mountains are usually immovable for us to do anything with mountains as it were you need to find some way to blast it or look for some big equipment to cut through it but he says by saying you can get it uprooted I know this is figurative but what he's saying is that what mountain is this in your life what mountain is this about you or around you that will not move if only you will say and believe in your heart that what you say will come to pass you will have it so here it's not just saying as it were but the saying that comes from the heart so if there are key words to look here describing this whoever it is his heart and his tongue 
talking about the heart and the mouth. Hear what Jesus said. Verse 34, Matthew chapter 12. He said, you brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's right. You cannot speak good things when you have an evil heart. It is vice versa. You cannot speak evil things when you have a good heart. He says, you know why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If Jesus said it, it is so. He is the creator of all things. If Jesus said it, it is so. Hallelujah. The mouth does not speak except out of the abundance of the heart. It is what the heart overflows with that the mouth conveys to the outside world. So he was telling them, you guys are wicked. We know you by your words. You can't speak what is good because your heart is bad. So a good heart speaks what is good. And when a good heart speaks what is good, it gets good results. Glory be to God. I'm still talking about the whoever. Remember? Whoever we get whatever. Depending on what he says. But what he says will be such that it's from the heart. He does not doubt, but believes. Glory be to God in the highest. So I'm still talking about the heart as it were. In the book of Matthew chapter 15 verse 18, Jesus still was saying something there. Again, he was dealing with the Pharisees. Hear what he said. He said, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And they defy man. He said, it's not what you eat. It's what comes from the heart that defines your life. Whether as defiled or liberated. It's from your heart. Your life follows the direction of your heart. Jesus was speaking here. In Romans 10.10, the Bible says, It's with the heart that man believes, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Simply put, the heart is the seat of your personality. You are your heart, so to say. Here the way we describe people in the Bible and even in everyday world. The Bible talks of a proud man. You find Bible talk of a proud heart, idolatrous heart. You have an idolater. You have the embittered man, the embittered heart. You hear of the deceitful man, deceitful heart. On the other side, you hear a loving character. You hear a tender-hearted person. You hear of a joyful heart. You hear of a peaceful person. You hear of a pious man. Now, all these personalities are described by their mindsets by the state of their hearts so simply put a man is just his mindset a man's life is his heart simply put the bible says proverbs 23 verse 7 it is as a man thinks in his heart that he is as a matter of fact we look through the bible and we're looking at what heart as it were about 820 something times the bible refers to the word heart and almost in every case, either directly or indirectly, it implies the thought life of a person. So what are we saying? You are never above your thought life. And like Jesus said, it's your thoughts that are conveyed by your words. And they are the ones that give impetus to your action. Your creativity is summed up in your heart and your mouth. They produce for you whether good or bad. Now, Look at the whatever. Like we have been saying, whatever can be good or bad. Glory be to God in the highest. So I don't want a bad thing. I want a good thing. I want victory as it were. Then I had better begun to make sure that my heart only thinks of the good things. But how do I do that? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. One version says, guard your heart diligently. What does it mean? Honestly, assiduously, with great effort. is a deliberate thing. And why should it be? 
because every human being is a product of his environment except as you deliberately create another environment within that environment it's the same thing with what Jesus is saying you want to establish God's kingdom on earth vis-a-vis your life and your environment it begins from your heart what am I saying if I know that by his death and resurrection I have been set free it does not matter where I am today remember he was praying said they are in the world they are not of this world so how can I being in the world live the kingdom life when in my environment is contrary the victory begins from my heart when a man is not in the habit of establishing in his heart he can never establish in the physical but the truth is this it is never impossible it is possible if you say to this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and you have no doubt in your heart you have what you say and that's why the bible says life is a fight which fight the fight of faith how jesus says have god kind of faith so what is faith saying the seeming impossible for a possibility and having no doubt in your heart and seeing it happening and talking about this faith which we know is a fight it says that's the only way the just shall live if we have other options we have been better we don't have you want to stay alive and see your children's children faith how because by his stripes you are healed you are healed by his stripes in the name of jesus you are healed the man with the usual blood from the environment all she has ever heard or she had ever seen or she had ever experienced is that when you are in this state of health no remedy and she did all she could she spent all her livelihood the bible says she got worse as it were but watch this then she heard about jesus what did she she heard can i pause here when the bible says keep your heart how then do you keep your heart what you hear what you see what you experience she heard and the moment she heard she began to process and as she processed no if it happened with a b c d mine should not be different it may not be general but it's happened with one two three four mine should not be different the touch of jesus the talk of jesus now to get him to talk to me will be fine but you see i'm a woman culture will not allow me tradition will never let me get to him i don't need him talking now what if i touch him how will i touch him i have to reach him but look at it she has now had change of mindset knowing fully well within herself that no i'm not gonna die but only if i'm able to touch him can you see her thinking as a man thinks in his heart so he is can you hear what she's saying if only i can touch his garment i will not die she's not talking death anymore she's talking life if you say to this mountain be thou removed and you have a doubt in your heart but believe that what you say will come to you have it okay let me say it the heart produced her words conveyed it to the physical her action established it faith will always make a way for you the just shall live by faith jesus taught the principle of faith i kind of wrote it out i said if i'm going to look for something to explain with i'll say well the generating room is your heart now let me quickly say this about heart in many ways it is referred to in the new testament one the hidden man of the heart the inner man the spirit you find different references in the bible all referring to the same thing the heart which can be reduced to your thought realm now you see i talk about fight where is the fight with this woman no society culture experiences you will die but she says no i've heard and i know there's a possibility and it's not just a possibility i know it does happen so 
if I can, I will. If I can, I will not die. I will live. She did it. She got it. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed. Again, let me repeat. The fight, the fight was, it's not possible. Who? From people, from tradition, from culture, from experience, from what she's hearing, from what she's seeing. But she has heard about Jesus. So the fight was in the heart. Remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Did you hear me, strongholds? What do you think the strongholds are? This is this case. The strongholds are, you are dying. But most people who come this way die. In fact, almost all. The culture says so. The tradition says so. The experiences in the society say so. But you are walking against the tide similarly. If I touch Jesus, and I'm going to touch Jesus, I will live. So what's the strongholds? Strongholds are, you are going to die. How does this matter? By the word that you've heard. By the faith that is built in you. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not kind of mighty through God pulling down strongholds. Casting down argument. Where's the argument? Argument that you are going to die. I'm not dying. You are dying. I'm not dying. You are dying. No, I'm not dying because I'm going to touch Jesus. I'm going to be healed. You talk of arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now he's heard that Jesus, by the anointing, destroys the yoke. And in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be healed. But the argument is like, no, you cannot. That's exalting self above knowledge of God. What knowledge of God? Everything Jesus Christ has died to give you, to make you, is the knowledge of God. And now that you're born again, now you know it. The devil is still fighting, telling us not. No, you will not die. You will live and declare the glory of God in the name of Jesus. That's the Bible. By stripes I am healed. Yes, that's the Bible. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. That's the Bible. This is the knowledge of God. Whatever is contrary is prideful. It's trying to exalt itself above knowledge of God. It's in an argument with your reality. It is bringing everything into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You hear that again? Thoughts. Where's the battle? In your thought realm. Where's the battle? In your mind. Where's the battle? In your heart. Where's the argument? In your heart. So you have said, but he's trying to create a doubt by his arguments. But you say, no man, no sir. Devil, you're a liar. Jesus said it. Jesus did it. I believe it. I'm getting it. You'll get it in Jesus' name. <laughs> that's it. So keep your heart to diligence. In other words, if that's the last thing you're going to do, keep your heart. So that what you say will always be in line with what he is saying and what he has done for you. Not what the world is throwing at you. Remember Psalm 1? It says, blessed is the man. God created man blessed, blessed, blessed. So if you have the mindset of, I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. Why? God created me blessed. Like most men are not blessed. Oh yes, don't you know that man fell in the garden and we lost it? Oh yeah, but don't you too know that Jesus Christ has come and he has resurrected and whoever believes in him, he's back to having dominion and he's blessed. So I am blessed, blessed. Even when it doesn't look like it, but I am blessed in the name of Jesus. I am blessed in the name of Jesus, sir. That's argument going on. And the purpose of all final cannot, you speak the word, and the word brings down stronghold, casting down imaginations, bringing thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It says, Blessed is the man that walks on the counsel of the ungodly, that stands not in the way of sin, that sits not in the seat of discomfort. Watch this. The man that watches his environment, because environment produces his people, environment makes people. But this man is saying, I'm not going to be a product of my environment. 
He says, who works on the council of the godly? Who stands not in the way of sinner? Who sits not in the seat of discomfort? But who's the lighter? Who's craving? Is the Lord of the Lord, the Word of God, and there in Medicine Day and Night, who is constantly hearing like that woman heard about Jesus. He's hearing things about Jesus, things about Jesus, what Jesus is making us, what he has made us, what he has given us, and what he is giving us. I mean, you keep on hearing of Jesus. Say, shall be like a planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in his season. The environmental negative influences would not affect him. He said, his leaves also shall not wither. He will not be affected by the environment, by the lies of the devil, except as the environment supports his righteous cause. So whatever he does, he will prosper. He said that's not the same way with the ungodly. He said they are like the chaff of the wind driven away. In other words, every wind that blows, blows them. Can you see the distinction there? They are described by their hearts. Whose delight is the love of the Lord? The one who knows that from his heart, I will not allow the influence of my situation or my surrounding to dominate. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 that the Bible says, It says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So no matter how wonderful you are, no matter how well brought up, no matter how much your previous experiences of greatness and goodness is, if you decide to yield your members to your environment, which is evil, it's a matter of time. I said this to say this, that the whatever is only good if the whoever is good. The whatever becomes positive and produces results if the whoever knows how to keep his heart. If the whoever watches who he's listening to. Because the whoever has to have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Have faith in God. Not in your circumstance. Not in your surrounding. If the whoever have faith in God, believes God for who he is and what he has done for us, then no circumstance, no trouble will run him over. Jesus says, But whosoever says to this mountain, 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 <laughs> be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and does not have any doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, he will have what he says. I want to address as many as are ready to have what they say right now. First of all, what have you been saying about the situation around you? About the situation about you? About the situation of your marriage, your home, your health, your finances? About the situation of your nation as it were? Your children? What have you been saying? Some will argue with me. I just say the way it is. That's what I'm saying. It's not the way it is. It's the way the world wants you to think it is. That's what you are saying. What you are saying is the way the devil wants you to think it is. It's not the way it is. So how should it be? The Bible says you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. The Bible says you are ahead, you are not till as a covenant child of God. It says you are above when you are never beneath. Hallelujah. The Bible says though you fall seven times, you will rise again. That's what the Bible says. It doesn't say you are going to die there. The Bible says be careful for nothing but by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request to God. Then the peace of God that passes human on we keep over your heart. Worry will never kill you in Jesus' name. You will come through in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. That's the way it is. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him from them all. That's the way it is. Not what the devil is trying to make you believe. The Bible says you will not die. You will live and declare the glory of God. That's the way it is. Not the way the devil is telling you to believe. When you think you are saying the way it is, no, no, no. You are just submitting to the argument of the devil. The Bible says you will see your children's children. It says, Great shall be the peace of your children. 
The Bible says that they will stand at the gate against the enemy. As a fact, they will possess the gates of their enemy, your children. Hallelujah. That's the way it is. You see, at best, what you are doing is that you are conforming. And guess what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2? He said, do not conform to this world, to what is being thrown at you, to what you think is the norm. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How? Be transformed by what I have done for you and what I have made you. What do you mean by renewing my mind? Go back and read it again. Go back and hear it again. Just like that woman heard about Jesus and that changed her life. The centurion heard about Jesus and that was what saved his servant. He said, please go for him. Help me ask him to come. Please lay hands. I would have come, but I'm not fit to come because I don't qualify. He heard. Romans 10, 7, he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do you keep your heart? Hear. See. Walk with those who are experiencing. The Bible says they that walk with the wise will be wise. Stop being filled with judgment. A judgmental heart is a judgmental person. A critical heart is a critical person. But the heart of faith takes what God says in spite of whoever and whatever. Process. That's meditation. Beliefs. Declares. You are a city on a hill. You are the light of the world. Glory be to God in the highest. Jesus says, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed. I have no doubt in your heart. But you believe that what you say will come to pass. You have what you say. Are you getting it? Thank God for what God says. But it is what you say. So until I begin to say what God says, God has said it. Nothing can shake it. But it can only be appropriated by me to the extent that I am saying what God is saying about me, about my situation. So it's what you say. If you say, are you ready? I'm going to get you declaring now in the name of Jesus. The change has come. Our promise for this month says, in verse 21, Isaiah 59, As for me, this is my covenant with them. Say, my spirit which is upon them, my words which I have put in your mouth. Say, it shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord from this and forth. And look at him. Say, it's what he has covenanted to do. And so we can boldly say, I am the children God has given to me. We are for signs and wonders. Now open your mouth and say, I am the children. Say it. I am my children. Children that God has given. We are for signs and wonders in our generations. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Remember, if you don't have a doubt, you have a belief. I want to say, you will have it. Pastor, my son is this way. My daughter is this way. Did you just declare? What you are just trying to say, contrary to what I'm saying, is an argument. But the weapons of our welfare are mighty trickled them. Pull down strongholds. Casting down every argument and imagination, bringing every thought into captivity. I and the children of God has given for signs and wonders in our generation. Hallelujah. I will not die, I will live, I will see my children's children. I will declare the glory of God in the name of Jesus. With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, I am blessed in the name of Jesus. Indeed, many are the precious of righteousness, but God delivers me from every one of them in the name of Jesus. And not only the wicked will never rust to my Lord in the name of Jesus. He says he will lift my head up high above my detractors because Jesus himself is my glory, my shield, the lifter of my head, declare. Say it again. Jesus is my shield, my glory, the lifter of my head. Declare them out. He himself is my shepherd. He said, I am the great shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. I shall not want in the name of Jesus. He says, I'm the Lord that healed thee. By stripes I am healed in the name of Jesus. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed. And you don't have a doubt in your heart. But you believe that what you say will come to pass. You believe that what you say, you will have what you say. 
you will be like the evergreen tree that's ever producing in spite of the drought. Bible says you will never know drought. He said, at drought and calamity, you will laugh. Your fruit you will produce in your season. Glory be to God in the highest. Now I declare in Jesus' name, may your part that seem crooked be made straight from now in the name of Jesus. May the ground that seem rough before you begin to smoothen out in the name of Jesus. You say, why? On account of the blood of the everlasting covenant which Jesus shed on Calvary. May every valley begin to fill up before you in the name of Jesus. May every mountain be brought low in the name of Jesus. And I declare, may the glory of the Lord begin to flood your lives in Jesus' name. May your life become a living testimony of a living God in Jesus' name. Before I go, anywhere, whatever the nature of the sickness in your body, the Bible says by his stripes you are healed. So I rebuke every spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. In your head, in your chest, in your loins, your internal organs, your limbs. I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Please write us. We would like to rejoice with you. I release the peace of God over your home and your life, over all the works of your hand. Remember, where there is peace, there's prosperity. Just remember, don't let this book of the Lord depart out of your mouth. Keep saying it. Keep studying it. Keep declaring it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, whoever says to this mountain, Be thou removed, and does not have a doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says will come to pass. He shall have what he says. Make sure that whatever you say is what God is saying. Please remember to write me. God bless you. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.